who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. I'm Sue Smith. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And, and we, we love, love scams. scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. Welcome back. It's 2021. Yes. <laughs> and to piggyback on our last episode about body acceptance, we're going to talk about all the plastic surgery we have. <laughs> we're we're going to rip apart some bodies. Yes, so. it's fun. We are here. This episode is such a delight. We talk about plastic surgery scams, plastic surgeons who are scammers, celebrities who make you think they're au naturel and they're really just filled with fillers. So trigger warning, this is going to get a little gross. We're talking veneers. We're talking threading. It's going to be gross. Um, Noses, teeth. We're just getting into it. Yeah. So if that grosses you out, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Find us on Patreon. We have an amazing Patreon episode where she talks about her birth experience. So guys, if you ever want, uh, if you're jonesing for some Katie and Sue and you just don't want to listen to some plastic surgery, we have a great Patreon for you. Yes. Speaking of Patreon, we have a lot of new Patreon subscribers we need to thank. So nice. You guys are family. Basically, the minute you become a Patreon, you become a very close family family member because we speak so openly on Patreon. Yeah. There's no, you know, it's total transparency. Yes. We want to thank Urias, Lindsay, um, Samantha, and Katie. Thank you all for joining. Thank you guys so much. We're so happy to have you as a part of our team. Um, Again, guys, our first Patreon, Sue and I both had headphones in and we walked through Target, Target. <laughs> and we described the joy of Target. This is back before COVID when we could be around each uh, other. It was so imagine. fun. Yes, imagine. And I have a little scam for you guys um, mm-hmm. to be wary of is pet psychics. So... <gasps> Yeah, I would say. So maybe you're going down a rabbit hole and you're like, what? I want to talk to my dead pet. I want to talk to Sue Smith and you're on the deep dark yes. webs. 
Yes, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Maybe and you're, you're on like, bingo dumps. Who knows? Yes. Maybe you're experienced in psychics and like you yeah. have a psychic you like who has talked to your dead dad before and you like that. And she oh, yeah. says she says she can talk to your dead cat. Why not? I don't think you should buy okay. it because <laughs> here's the thing is pets don't have that many thoughts. Like they're okay. They're not that cerebral. <laughs> so anything that the she is saying, the pet is saying is making it. So, okay. My it, friends, unless it's like, I'm hungry, thirsty, poopy, pee pee, sure. cuddle. It's, you know, it's really her stuff going on. Exactly. My friend told me this week she had gone to a pet psychic and it was reminding, it reminded me of the time I went to a pet psychic and I was mm-hmm. like, so scammy. Don't do that. So because scammy. You know what the pet's thinking. It's just like, I love you. I'm hungry. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, and honestly, don't waste you, your can, money. you can keep that thought in your heart and you can pay Sue and I for being your pet psychics because that's oh, yeah. probably what they're thinking. I can, I can do a psychic reading for your pet. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Wait, jumping on that, Sue, I do have a friend. Another thing, guys, this is for regular psychics who tell you that they are going to take a curse off of you. Now, I know psychics like psychics. I have friends that have tarot card reading and that you from that from the tarot cards, you get inspiration. And there's I believe in spirituality and all of that. But I have a friend also who went to a psychic and she told her that she has to keep coming back because she's going to remove spells or hexes that have been put mm. on her. And that is a scam. It's like basically going to a chiropractor who cracks back and says we'll come back tomorrow because it's going to need to be cracked again so also don't trust psychic chiropractors <laughs> i'm just going to put that out there i don't know if there are any but you know we're going to tell to all you patrons also maybe hypnotherapist too because i had a hypnotherapist oh once. yeah i went once and she was like going on a big trip and she was like i really want to see you before i go on my big trip so you should oh. really come back and i was like i can't i don't think i can and then I came back after and she like didn't even remember who I am. So I think she just wanted to make money for her. Need some cash for her. Big yeah. Trip. yeah. 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 Which I understand. I guess if you like cut someone's lawn, you really want to cut their lawn before you go to Vegas. But, you know, yeah. it just it feels weird if listen to your sort of gut. service on the service yes. thing. That's yes. Our advice. If you're a hypnotherapist and you can help me like beat some of my addictions, <laughs> call us. Right. <laughs> Let me know. It, listen, it was great while it lasted. Yeah. yeah but it's no replacement for psychiatric meds no no replacement Mm. and i will also say i don't know if i mentioned this i think i did on our last episode i am loving my new med dosage (laughs) and we talk a lot about doses on our patreons too and um i got a higher dose to my prozac and it is fucking life-changing and i will say a psa for anybody if you're trying to do everything in your you can if you're trying to do all the healthy things for yourself do all the creative things for yourself fulfill yourself in every way that you believe you should be and and that you feel better yep and you're still sad you can talk to your doctor and it's not. I'm always very anxious about upping any doses. Yeah. But I've heard it's very common in quarantine and everyone's kind of going up with 10. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to be starting a cross taper back to my old medicine. I had oh, to go on. Great. I had to go on Prozac for pregnancy because it's pregnancy safe. But I'm mm-hmm. going to cross taper back to Luvox, my old OCD medicine. And I cannot wait. I'm I a little scared. Wait. But, uh, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great because you loved that. Yeah, guys, more details of our med doses on Patreon. On and once again, thank you guys for becoming patrons. We love mm-hmm. you and adore you and welcome to the family. Yes, thank you so much. And we have a great episode for you today. You guys, please welcome to the podcast, Jamie, Jamie Stoller. Thank you so much for having me. We're so happy to be here. So happy. Janie is legendary. She is the Mm. writer for Watch What Happens Live. She's the job Sue and I both wish we had. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what a great job. She writes the whole show. Amazing. I could farm it out. Um, we can talk rates after, you know. I'll I'll send you my I'll send you my rates. Sure, 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 sure. sure, Perfect. Perfect. Janie. 
I don't watch the show willingly, but it does <laughs> record on the end of every Housewives that I'm DVRing. And so I do watch it. And so I'm like, every time I'm like, Janie, that You're she's so, so smart. smart. She's so clever. Thank you. Yeah, That's it's so, so nice. good. And Thank also, you. I've been stalking Janie on Instagram because we have so many interests in common, specifically Jewishness and plastic surgery. <laughs> oh my God. That Venn diagram is both circles are just me and you. Just We're just it. in the middle. It's, it's just, what else is there in life? No, there's nothing else. And especially going through all the trauma in the world right now, I'm like, I know I can just click onto Jamie's profile and know that I'll feel better about being Jewish and better about the plastic surgery I want in my Love. life. I'm going to cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. Janie's here to unpack celebrity plastic surgery for all of us. I'm so honored. And what better things to talk about? It's such an interesting topic. Like, plastic surgery and scam as a topic you could go so micro to literally the show botched where people have been scammed with horrible plastic right. surgery stories. Yes. They end up yeah. potentially dead from scams in plastic surgery. But then the macro thing is like the scam that is plastic yes. surgery. The belief sure. that you are one quick procedure away from happiness, that it's you know something everyone should get. And it's this thing about confidence all the time. I mean, sure, there's a whole spectrum of experience with it. But celebrity plastic surgery really bothers me mm -hmm. because they all act like they have not had it. Yes. And I just feel so much of the pain that particularly women suffer from is this belief that they're inadequate based on whatever images presented them. Of or they're they inadequate be. from the get-go. Like no matter what, you were just born inadequate. <laughs> just born inadequate. Like a human face or, is an ugly yeah, face. Yeah. Your <laughs> natural face doesn't cut it. Sorry. Exactly. No, mm -mm. You need to look like, you need to look like a spend yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so Jayla recently said her skincare routine was just putting olive oil on her face. A liar. No, no way, like, honey. No way, honey. There's no <laughs> way, honey. Because of J-Lo. Because of my impressionable years, yeah. she doesn't use just olive oil. She does not. I just put olive oil on my face. I would be so smelly. <laughs> like, there's no way. I'd literally be an olive. Like, people would be like, you're I, delicious. Yeah. You would turn yeah. it into an Let's olive. Let's be honest. My like, husband would try to cook me. <laughs> my face is covered in olive oil a lot, but okay. it's from eating and okay, getting okay. it on it's my face. <laughs> I was it's like, from pasta. It's from pasta. Yes. Like it should be. It's also got some pesto. It's got tomato. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I think that is, I just think they owe it to their young, impressionable audience to admit what they have done to make it obvious that that's not olive oil. And then the other piece too, I always think about is people who are attracted to women because it is so predominantly women who get these procedures. People who are attracted to women also get a false sense of like the pornographic oh, archetype of beauty. So I just worry mm -hmm. a lot about how celebrities are scamming the public about what they've had done. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we mentioned J-Lo. Who else is scamming us? And how do we know? That's a great That's question. I follow some great Instagram accounts. People, they'll do these diagrams where they'll show you, like, this is what the human anatomy looks like. This is where this person's hip line falls. And it's not here, and it's here. And they'll show you graphs of, like, so cool. they'll show you um, before and afters where people will get subtle nose work, for example. The nose work is so subtle, you guys. Every single actress has had a nose job. It is the most subtle. No, -uh. Yes. Guys, follow wow. Janie yes. on Instagram. We'll put it in the notes. Janie, Janie Fierce she on has Instagram. It all. There are every single, 
every single celebrity, the most natural looking ones has had the most microscopic nose drop. And you can tell, and these sleuths are doing it for us. They are. And they're sa- and the celebrities will post pictures saying about accepting yourself. And yeah, it's just off. so fuck off. Another procedure that I'm seeing all the time now that's driving me crazy is the fox eye. Have you seen this? Yes. I can't wait for you to talk about it. No, but people, ha- but people have eyes that are look yeah, like they foxes. don't see what's fake. Well, if you look at an oh Ariana Grande, if you look at a Jenner, yeah. if you look at a Hadid, they have what is a diagonal line right. that goes, their eyes kind of slant like out and up and their eyebrows don't have an arch. They just kind of go up. And what that is, is yes. a thread pulling under their eye, <gasps> through their eyebrow and out the top of their head. They yes. all no. have it. No, They all have it. This isn't like a... A procedure where you tuck and like a facelift where you bring the skin forward. This is a piece of string. I think it's an acid piece no. of string with little barbs that pulls it up. And then your skin, then you're just stuck with a string in your face for who knows how long. Old string face. Then your old string face. And also the human face doesn't do that there. I think it's also like bizarre kind of like weird beauty standards and a cultural appropriation. Like Yes. But also uh. there's uh, there's so many things going on. And and it does look like they're just like they've had the youngest facelift ever. And I don't think it's going to last. I think that's the thing. It's because it's not surgically moved in. Is this it, permanent? It's not permanent. But if you are like in your 20s growing because they're getting it young, then your face and your face muscles have moved, have morphed to that. So then if you cut the string or let's say you get into a car accident, the, tr- the string is cut. Are you going to have like a floppy eyeball? Like what's going to happen? Does the string does the string dissolve or the string? In just theory, that's there? what they say. It's supposed to. Say. Okay. I think that is such a new procedure. There's new. a lot of unknowns. It's too new. I say yeah. don't get the new procedure at all. Jada, that that is what my aunt said to me for. Oh, she was an actress who had lots of work done, and she <laughs> said just so so. Uh, kindred spirit to me um she said give any procedure like 10 to 20 years and then they see how it goes mm. so she told me not to get lasik 20 years ago and she was like wait and like let them make all the mistakes and then they'll, yes. they'll get things adjusted and she's like now you could probably get lasik she has passed away but i think she would approve my lasik today god bless and there's also truly a breast implant people got 20 years ago yeah. that is now causing cancer 100%. in people these things are real yeah. like you need to have doctors that have experience and you need to have people that have experience don't be the guinea pig when it comes to your body or your face just do not do that unless it's a covid vaccine yes. which you should oh i will guinea pig, pig my life yeah. so i can go party let me dance of course <laughs> guys just let her dance of course i've got it uh, you know just gotta live eject me now <laughs> gotta dance um so this i think is called threading right Yes. And okay. they, it's such a cute name. <laughs> not threading where you go. It's no, not, not eyebrow, eyebrow threading. threading. It's And it's called the fox eye. They're making it adorable. They're like, it's a little thready fox eye. I wonder too, I think it does adjust your vision. It has to do something. Must, right? Everybody take your eye, take your hands. Everyone at home do this. Everyone pull your eyebrows out to the side. My vision blurs a little yes. bit. And also my eyelids yeah. are stretched. I think it is probably good they're doing it with younger people because I think your skin's more malleable and it can adjust. And what you're saying you hit on two really good points one is obviously the cultural appropriation that is so rife in plastic surgery and i particularly Mm. like i love reality tv but the kardashians do not exist in my universe and wow mm -hmm. hot take hot take (laughs) they have inspired a lot of plastic surgeries that are sort of taking and borrowing from certain you know like body parts of other people body parts and assembling this like robot woman of yes. you know the world who <laughs> would 
whatever. And the other thing you're saying is when they do it young, because what I have read is that when you get a lot of fillers or procedures when you're young, your skin loses the ability to like hold itself up. I've heard that. Yeah. Yes. It your muscles aren't built then to hold on to it. What I've been doing, and this is a tangent, is on TikTok seeing all of the uh, people doing the face training that you actually train your muscles to make sure oh, your I've face and your that. jowls don't. And I think that's the key. I think that is a huge. Have key. you tried that's it? Good. I have tried it. I've been doing it a lot. I swear to God, I do chin exercises every night now because <laughs> I want my muscles to be strong and intact. And I want to not have sure. to like have it sort of be half up, half down with like plastic surgery. Yeah, Wait, Janie, going back to the nose, Mm. the nose job, is there a certain procedure that everybody's having these little tweaks to make them look the same or what's what's happening with noses? (laughs) Great question. There's been a lot of innovations in the field. We have no longer have the standard is no longer the what it was, break your nose and put it back together, which is what we grew up Mm -hmm. with. It's now something called, again, like Fox Eye, giving it a cute name, the liquid nose job. Stop. And what that does is it you insert enough fillers around the nose to create a different shape. And what people are looking for is no longer the like ski slope, like it used to be you don't have a bump. Yeah, no ski right. slope. Skis are out. And you go out at the end a little Michael Jackson-y. And now it's just very straight and small. Very small. And non-ethnic and not Jewish. No, there's <laughs> Judaism is just removed from the nose. It doesn't exist. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeannie, but it's also a little higher at the button. So it's like to have a button nose, even if you have a button nose, not picking up like where they like just shaving the the tip of your nose slightly on all sides. Yes. So what Janie's talking about too is adding fillers to add to the nose. And I think Portia on Real Housewives was the most recent one I saw that did it. But then I've seen a mm. bunch of people that have had just the tiniest thinning of the nose to make sure that the the straight down part of the nose that used to be a ski slope could have your bump in it, but it has to be a very skinny nose. It can't be wide. It can't be broad. It has to be up the arch of your nose has to be like very narrow and thin. We're losing weight there. And then we're trimming at the bottom of the nose. I don't understand because if it's filler, it just goes away. Why? Why? That's a great question. Exactly. You're, yeah. you're buying into the scam of this is what your face will look like with those fillers. For your whole life. For your whole life. You're saying yeah. every two to three years they dissolve and you have to keep getting them. It's a crazy, it's this crazy scam. It, the nose to me is such an important piece of ethnic diversity and just how many people want a tiny, thin nose that is copy pasted from somebody Mm -hmm. is really like, to me, that is the last bastion of like personality Mm -hmm. and history and connection Mm. to your past. And so it just really upsets me that everyone has the exact same one. Yep. Mm. So it's your, so it's the nose for you. It's also the duck lip. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is a duck lip and there's an ass happening for years. Ass. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing about this ass situation? This ass is like out of control. Yeah. This ass. I can't deal with the ass. <laughs> Preach. And how how is this happening? It's happening in Brazil. It started in Brazil and they are like the most beautiful people, commonly thought. They are. And you want to keep up appearances, but they it's very common there. And so I think plastic surgery isn't as expensive as it is in the US and it's much more widely understood and used and accessible. So a lot of trends started in Brazil. And this one, I'm not sure if it started in Brazil or here, but it was an homage. It was called like the Brazilian butt lift. And it was a way to shape your butt like a Brazilian because they have the best. This is what we're all doing is the Brazilian butt lift. Now we're doing fillers and injections and implants as well. In your your butt. butt? Mm -hmm. The horror stories were that like 
early, early, like 15 years ago, people were going to places like Brazil because they were told it was really cheap or other countries and getting like cement or bizarre breast implants put in there, but like very unhealthy. But I've heard that. Yes, that that is like a very common botch thing. But now it's much more sophisticated and healthy where they're basically like just recrafting your whole butt. So the butt lift, is it like a thread? Yeah, there's a few ways. Like there's so many things you can do with an ass. Tell us. There's just a lot of like literal restructuring you can do because it's mostly fat. You can just kind of reshape and lipo and move around and manipulate. And then the injections are crazy because you can just get a bigger, like the butts on Instagram, you see uh, fitness models. Those are all fake. You cannot get a butt with like, in theory, a butt would have some proportion to the rest of your body, mm-hmm. but you can just now inject the crap out of your butt. And it's a lot of injections now. Wow. And also it takes away the cellulite. Like the, I think there's also injections mm-hmm. that they do over the skin part. So mm-hmm. cellulite is just the fact that your skin and your skin cells, I believe, and if there's a doctor out there, you please correct me, but that your skin cells are thin in a sense and that you see fat deposits. It's like if you have like a a mesh pair of leggings and it's it's normal everybody has it nobody's skin is perfectly taut except for babies they have the best asses shout out oh, to babies way to go guys just way to way to bring it good job babies you don't really have that and as you get older you lose some of that elasticity and so then you can see more of like the lines and the shapes of like your normal yeah. fat cells so you can inject that and make that look completely hidden and so when celebrities go guys i have cellulite it's like well you haven't for 15 years because you've been injecting it like you you might have it but you're not letting anyone see it so i think the most famous asses we're talking about are the kardashians and i know they don't exist in your universe however can you elaborate on some of the procedures that they're getting done chloe's ass from the side is crazy you can see before and afters on Instagram of all of those Kardashians. I'm not sure Courtney, but the but the other ones, it's wild. It is completely a fabricated illusion that has then spawned the entire culture to be big ass crazy. A clothing line too. Their own clothes that like Chloe's mm-hmm. touting like good American for jeans that are for the curvier woman. She's made it that shape because she had to make her own jeans because of her butt crazy so do we think it's a butt lift is it all of these things Mm -hmm. they're doing or is it just like implants or what i don't know i mean i do think the butt budget and scheduling and time allocation in their calendar must be very high like it must just be a constant refreshing and also working out too they have to like yeah so i'll tell you I know that they're doing also fat grafting and fat grafting is probably the most. What's that? Okay. Well, I had this when I had to have my boobs adjusted for my mastectomy. Um, Fat grafting is when they take fat off of your body, they clean it, and then they inject it back in another place in your body. So for me, with my mastectomy, sure. I had an implant that was like, you could kind of, my skin was really thin and there wasn't that much fat there. After my mastectomy, DM me guys if anybody <laughs> needs to talk about BRC, do you have people talking about boobs? <laughs> she didn't have enough fat. I know, but only over there. What happened was I had plenty of fat everywhere else. And so they took that out. They gave me lipo Luckily. on my stomach and they would inject it over my implant, like where my chest muscle is near my collarbone. So then it was softer. So a lot of these celebrities too, I have a feeling that you don't see them for a couple of weeks because they're plumping up, they're getting fat and they're using their own fat to be grafted and put back into their ass. And that way, if they take pictures and they say, my butt's real, my butt's all me, it is technically all their own fat, but it's been adjusted yeah. and threaded and poked and pulled around to make it look like the perfect circular butt. That's a great scam. Mm. That's a great scam. Because you're not lying. What about the... Mm. 
you two can uh, probably go off on this, this post-pregnancy bullshit where they act like I snap back. Guess what? You got a tummy tuck. You got lipo. It was all a package deal. Oh, so you didn't know that you that's what happened with the housewives. She had a cesarean and then in the operating room, they gave her a tummy tuck. I've heard this. I've heard this, but. It's very dangerous to do that so quick. I'm, after just, I'm so nice. It's okay. I'm just so get nice. on our Instagrams. Yeah. We'll tell you all about it. Um, well, the problem is when you have a baby, your uterus expands like 900 times its size. I don't know the details, but it's a million crazy. times. Yeah. So then you have to wait a, whatever, however long it takes for your body, like weeks or months or a year maybe for your uterus to shrink back, for everything to kind of mm. close back in because your body is not housing a person anymore. Now, if you get those extreme surgery is really fast, your body hasn't caught up with it. I just had a cesarean and I can't imagine having a tummy tuck with it as well. That's awful. You wouldn't be able to move your muscles. Mm -mm. No. Jessica Simpson wrote a phenomenal book called Open Book. Have you read it? I've read it. So good. She truly almost died after a tummy tuck. She had a horrible tummy tuck. And sometimes it's not even the procedure. It's the recovery yes. where you're at home and you can lose blood. And that's what happened to um, Don DeWest, Kanye's mom. And so people acting like, oh, it's just cute. Like I go in, I get my cesarean, a little tummy tuck. It's not cute. It's very serious surgery. These are life and death decisions you're making about your body. I do follow, this is a little tangent. I do follow Hannah Bronfman, um, this like fitness influencer who's related to Sarah, the other Bronfman sisters who were in the Nexium scam, okay. funding the Nexium scam. Anyway, Sick. she, Love. yes, she had a baby like a week before me and she keeps posting like, naked selfies of like how her body's it has snapped back and she and i think they're sponsored for um a belly band because she's like nope she's like tagging the belly band and part of me is like okay yeah but then another part of me is like why are we oh that's we not i feel like that's bullying to other mothers like we talked about this with the hilaria episode like why can't a mother and a woman just have that experience then be celebrated for that and be given rest like let her rest why does she have to be out there publicizing her body i know totally also i will say about belly bands is that um the first thing i did they did to me when i like went into my room after i had surgery was put a giant belly band on me to like compress everything and then i asked my doctor the nurses did this and i asked my doctor the next day i'm like how long do i have to wear this for she's like you don't have to wear it she's like there's no science proving that those things work at all and i was like okay well they just (laughs) really do it they just do i don't know everybody's on different pages well there's not that much science sadly for pregnant women and post and before no. and it's really upsetting it kind of did i felt comfortable with it but i also got an infection <laughs> from it <laughs> so i don't know from the belly band? so my belly i think i've talked about this my belly band was on too tight or i didn't it was on too often and so because of like just life and kids and babies and stuff like i i was more susceptible to infections and then i got an infection and didn't realize it and then i was like 5 weeks postpartum and had to go back to the doctor it was not a great time. That's why my scar, mine's like humongous. Yeah. I just think it's really upsetting that people so quickly want to erase that that experience of birthing a child even happened. And then also that that mother feels that she has to bounce back. Like, who cares? What what kind of pressure is she under? What kind of mental, whatever fucked up stuff does she have where she's like, I've got to show everyone, look how valuable I am now that I've lost the baby. Truly, all the ills of society just descend on new mothers and say, here's everything we've expected of you. Like, you have to be literally sexy 
after you just had a baby? What are you talking about? You're like, I I wish I had maternity leave. Can we talk about that first? Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. Having a hot bod is like the last thing on my mind right now. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Does my bod work? Can it sustain life? (laughs) Like, can I walk? Can I walk? That would be a good question after having a baby. Can you physically walk? And don't don't you think it may help things if people just celebrities and people with big platforms were a little more honest about this stuff? I don't know. I think it would help. I think so. I think so. But okay, here's the here's my sticking point is that we fold all of the fillers into the realm of plastic surgery. Mm. And that's not plastic mm. surgery. That's just fillers. Just minimally you know invasive I mean? procedures that can be done in <laughs> yeah. a dermatologist's office. That's correct. There's nothing plastic. There's nothing cutting. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I mean? That's so, right. So in your view, do you think plastic surgery means you are going under anesthesia like that? Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I, I think fillers, I think if someone says they haven't had plastic surgery, they just have had fillers. I guess I would still put fillers under it because you're still capable of restructuring. I think it would still be considered to me like minimally invasive plastic surgery, I guess. And Botox, I don't know. I Botox now people treat so willy nilly. I, I, I mean, and you know, it's funny that one is considered so casual, but that has risks too. You can get, there's been stories of people who have had um, partial facial paralysis because their Botox hit a nerve or there's off-brand Botox people get not realizing it and they get really sick. Botox literally stands for botulinum toxin. So it's like a toxin that you're putting in your face. Like that's literally what it is. But tell a woman she's going to look cute and she will suck up all those toxins. (laughs) Absolutely. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like if I had the money, would I do it? Maybe. I know. Well, first try the facial exercises that I'll send you from TikTok. I heard with these facial exercises... It requires a lot of repetition. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, who has the time? I don't know. I'm in COVID. I'm just sitting at home doing it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Does. Have you? No, sure, 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 sure. Have either of you ever done a Kegel? Yes. Many. Yeah. But I don't know if I do them right. <laughs> I don't know if I do them right. <laughs> I think that's the common thing. No one thinks they're doing it right, but you're doing it. You could say there's a right way to do it, but what you're trying to do is basically contract those vaginals and lower abdominal floor muscles. And the more that you sort of exercise them and contract them in whichever way, I believe personally, guys, I'm not a doctor, don't listen to me, but I think that's still healthy for you as opposed to like waiting to do it the correct way. I'll say for women, you need them to be in shape because later as we get older, things happen with like incontinence. You're going to piss yourself. You do pee yourself. And also after having a baby, like I was more prone to like accidentally peeing. I think they're really good and they're great for sex. They're like the facial workout of the vaginal floor yes it's Mm, just you can do them both the same time and just sort of get it all done at once wow i don't think i have the coordination (laughs) to do them at the same time if we're being like left vagina right (laughs) eye okay (laughs) but my oh speaking of that my sister is a doctor and the thing that pisses her off most of all on reality shows is when people say they're getting a vaginal rejuvenation and they say that oh i want to you know i have some incontinence and it's also good for sex and she's just like people need to remember that those pipes are not the yes, same yes one's like, a muscle and one Ooh. is and aren't they like they're like frying the inside of the vagina to make it then shrink and be tighter it's gross 100% yeah, accurate urinary yes. tract your urinary tract is like separate from that yes and yes, your vaginal muscles right? are separate from the fire wand they put in your vagina to make your vagina then reheal itself smaller you're not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. It is like a heat laser that goes in there and scars you up and then oh. it feels smaller. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The things we do, oh. it's so barbaric. I mean, you look at like medieval torture devices and it's not that far off. We're not really 
that advanced. It's really, I know. (laughs) As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. So in your opinion, let's do some like granular evaluating. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, who is someone who has good plastic surgery and who is someone who has bad plastic surgery? I feel I don't want to say this person's name because she's my icon and I don't, I cannot confirm nor deny whether she's had it. I have no evidence either way. Or just give us a hint. Yes. Ooh. She looks gorgeous. But when you look at how old she She is, is gorgeous, she is not her her neck, the tightness of her neck would never be with someone her age. And she's mm. one of my favorite people. But I just think when you see it, I'll just say in general for the listeners, when you see an older actress and they have that really tight neck, that's plastic surgery. That's There's yeah. no way to trick the neck skin, which is also very thin skin exposed to the sun. It's like the first to sag that does not stay tight. There's neck lifts. There's wadalectomies. There's all kinds of things you can do. That's why I was looking at the neck exercises. There's like stones you can use like to give, to waken those muscles. Also is something that nobody talks about in our culture, at least. Like yeah, in other cultures, it's pretty common. But when it's pulled that tight, is it a facelift or a neck lift? Or what do we think? It's called a waddlectomy is one of the official things. That's for the waddle. That's different. I think it would be, I think it would be a neck lift too. It's different. It's not considered facelift. Yeah. And then I think also they can do um, laser resurfacing for your neck as well because well sure well sure of course but like that all takes away any signs of age or age spotting or freckles and that makes it look younger and plumper too and then i do think Janie, she 
they probably have fillers there too. Because you get folds in your neck, so you must. You get, yeah, there's there's more of it. It's youthful to have like a little plumpness, a little fat, mm-hmm. you know? And also yeah. the thing about thinness and age is someone once said when you're older, you can pick between having the quote unquote good body or the good face. Yeah, because not that we believe that like a certain body type is better or face is better, but when you are very thin and you are older, you show in your face and your neck and your body- yeah the, um, sagging because you don't have, it just biological. You don't have that fat. You don't have that like youthful chubby cheek anymore. And so if you see a really skinny older woman without that, that's filler for a hundred percent sure. Janie's saying something interesting though, because this person that we're (laughs) talking about has, she isn't fake looking. She it's it's like, she's decided that the neck is her one thing to work on. Mm -hmm. And then she has lines on the rest of her face and around her eyes. Maybe she pick, maybe you pick one. I'm, and also, know. who knows, Meryl, maybe there's other actresses out there where they look, I think it's important for actors to have expression, especially right? expression. I mean, what a horrible thing to cut off from anybody. But if you're an actor of all people, that is your, that's your medium. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And to be able to play, you know, an older role and have it look realistic. But I think there are some elements of that where I look at these people. I just think they don't look like people I know in real life who are that age. They just don't. Did you watch, did, did you, either of you watch The Undoing? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Nicole Kidman versus Hugh Jackman. They're like the same age. And I think it's just such an indication of the double standard between what men and women have to endure when they age. Hugh Grant has had no work done. He has lines. He looks like a real person. Yes. He's had some work done. They're all vain. I'm sure he's had some fractal mm, look at his lines. They're everywhere. No, 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 no. I don't think so. He looks like a dedicated years long smoker in yeah. the undoing. Like, yeah, he, he looks and, and that's OK. It makes me think of that Ed Sheeran and Beyonce picture. Right. He's wearing like a sweatshirt. <laughs> and she's wearing a gorgeous gown. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. OK. Follow up question. A lot of this is lasers too, like laser resurfer- resurfacing. Are we folding lasers into plastic surgery the way we're folding in filler. No, I love laser. I love laser. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I would fold it more into general dermatology. And I think I think my personal opinion is that any of these products don't get you what you get with a laser. Like a laser does wonders that none of this La Mer is not going to do. That's, That's personally true. What I That's think. true. Yeah. That's true. The products are a scam on top of the scam. Do you have someone who you think has really bad plastic surgery? Oh, there's so many. There's some tragic ones where I'm like, you are so perfect and you really overdid it. I, I think of like Amanda Bynes. Like she got it so young and she's, it's been mm. very like vocal that people talk about it a lot that she and she's come out to talk about her mental health, but she was famous so young and she had this weird idea that her eyes didn't go a certain way it was just like so simple like the way her eye folded down and she's so cute and so sweet and just then started like a road of plastic surgery and Mm. also what's her face uh Lindsay lohan they all just get started very young and i think that's the thing of having young plastic surgery is that you then believe one there i believe it it adjusts your psyche and you go like well my body wasn't perfect so it has to be changed and now i can change it so there's this bizarre shift of power that takes away some acceptance that we all, I think, in our lives have to just come to terms with of our faces and our bodies. It's hard. Nobody likes it. And then there's this idea of like, 
because you've done something that is superficial, you have to keep up with it. It's not a naturally way that your face grows or your muscles grow. So you have to just keep maintaining it. And then you have all these risks as you continue to maintain it. As you get older, it could be off or wrong or you could have mistakes along the way. It's so stressful, I think. It's it's hard. And then it's like taking, yeah, taking the risk of a corrective measure when you have had something that you don't like is another risk because you can then just mm. spend a million years trying to fix this thing that just can't be fixed. Like, for example, there's people who have plastic surgeries with their nose. That's, if you go too small, you can, it is mm. not possible to rebuild. You can't really Mm-mm. fix it. So people try to fix it and it just makes it worse. And it's really sad. I'm thinking of that party planner on the Atlanta Housewives. He has a very small nose. Do you know yes. who I'm talking about? Jean? Are you talking about Dwight? Dwight. Yes. Yeah. Very small nose. Very big cheeks. Sometimes I wonder with plastic surgery that looks extreme to us, does the person potentially have a dysmorphia where they look in the mirror and they don't see what we see. Like there's certain ones where I really wonder. I think so. A hundred percent. I'm sure you look at yourself all the time. And let's say you didn't like the way it looked or you thought your cheeks were too small. Then when you get it fixed, it looks larger to you and it's more comfortable to you. But to the outside world, they're used to seeing people with no fillers in their cheeks. And then your cheek comes along and it's a surprise. You just surprised them. It's a surprise cheek. They didn't ask for that. So they aren't used to that. And But I'm sure for them, it felt relief or it felt exciting that they could have something adjusted what they thought they needed. Agreed. I had, after my surgeries, I had this complete anxiety because my doctor said to me, you know, because we're doing something that is artificial, it's man-made, it's not perfect. So they're going to be adjustments. And she was really honest with me that like, your breasts mm-hmm. are going to need adjustments. We're, we're changing things. We're, things are growing. And so I had this like moment where I could have adjusted it a couple more times. And then I was thinking like, am I getting addicted to plastic surgery? Like, am I getting this concept that I'm in charge of it and I need it to be perfect because I had the surgery? And also going through a major surgery and not it not going well is so upsetting to you. It's so upsetting to your psyche. It's so upsetting to Mm. how people are, people take care of you. Your friends and family usually love you and want to help you heal. And then if it, they heal and those go poorly and you have to do it again, it's difficult. I had, to, I had to redo my breasts once and then I had options to do other things and I just didn't want to keep doing it. I just didn't want to continue get that. multiple surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, they're, you are expected to keep your surgeries a secret. Yes. And I don't know if you felt that, but I find that really upsetting because... No, not for my no, Good. But I feel for people who get surgeries and then try to like privately fix them. I just think that also contributes to the shame around it going poorly. Mm. It's like so much work. It's so much work to like hide it and then to hide it out for that's, that's the thing too, of these stars. It's like, why are they out for three weeks? Why didn't they shoot a movie in two years? And it's like, because in between their plastic surgeries, they couldn't do it or something went wrong. I think to answer my own question of bad plastic surgery, not to call out a specific person, but I think when these spaces all look exactly alike. I think that's bad. I agree. I think, well, the Kardashians have all created the same face. Yes. They have the same face, but then there's like a blonde with a lips and a cheek the that California all face. look yeah. the same as There's well. two versions yeah. of women. There's Kardashian and then there's blonde woman. You can pick which yeah. one you want to be. You take their face. And I have read that like truly plastic surgeons are getting the same pictures being brought to their office and being like, I want, this is the face. This is the face I want. I know it's really sad. The thing with um, the plastic surgery too, that bothers me is like, I don't think people have the long view of what is consistently going to 
be something you like that you get done. Yes. What's just a trend? Like a tattoo. Mm. Like, like are a tattoo. we all going to like the fox eye or is somebody who, this is my theory, somebody will come out who will be a, a successful murderess. She'll have murdered many people and she will have a fox eye. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to look like her. And then everyone's going to be cutting 100%. those strings down. You got to cut those strings. You got to get your strings cut. It'll be like yeah. the Kate Gosselin haircut where it's like immediately you think mm. of that person or... Mm-hmm. Some celebrity, the way the Kardashians came out with the big butt, someone's going to come out with like a huge, you know, ankle and it's going to be cankle time and everyone's going to be like, fuck, I spent all my money on the butt. Yeah. No, I will never, I will never participate in cankle time. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm not crazy about cankles either. They're not my thing, but like, Mm -hmm. or somebody would come out. Well, the nineties happened as a response to, I guess, the big voluptuous overspending, overliving of the eighties and like that boom, the nineties came and everybody looked like they were starving and wayfish. So it's like in five years after the Kardashians are, everything's canceled. Someone's going to come who lost her butt in a car accident and everyone's going to want to cut off their butts. That is the worst when you lose your butt in a car accident. That Sympathy is the to worst. everyone who lost their butts in car accidents. Our hearts go out to Seriously. you. Um, Janie, I follow an account and tell me if you're hip to this thing. It's called Veneer and Now. And it's celebrities who've had, you guess whether they've had veneers or not. That's so fun. It. It's very, it's very fun. And I am tricked a lot. I don't realize how prevalent the veneers oh are. Oh my God. I need to follow so them. So you never realize any of these scams, any of these beauty scams. You're I really good at it. No, you I'm are, gullible. You, I'm you gullible. think the best of people. I know everyone is a liar. I do. It's optimism. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I follow celebrity dentistry. That's pretty good too. That's, That's probably a lot similar. Really yeah. good before and afters. And the veneer thing is funny too, because I mean, those... Those can go bad. Those are intense. Those can go bad. They can go bad and you're you shaving shave your down teeth your off. real teeth. It's intense. And then you're putting a tooth over it's your so tooth. It's so intense. Like, and then what know? happens if you like crack a tooth and you just have like a pointy little tooth? You can't leave the house because you're all pointy. You got two stuff. You know who I think has had veneers and a hair transplant? Oh. President-elect Joe Biden. Oh, he can do whatever he wants. He's so hot. He definitely has veneers. <laughs> I love him so much. I'm so attracted to him. He's at a hot any old guy. age. Yeah. There's pictures from like this. I want to say so 70s, hot maybe to 80s, where he has no hair. I'll like, take it. Bald. I'll take really? him bald. Yeah. I'll take him veneered or not. He is so attractive. Is he our first veneered? Press? No. I mean, maybe Trump. Has Trump veneered. is a goddamn know. mess. Just, Trump probably Trump has, has veneers. a veneer. Trump has a plastic face. Trump's head's falling off. No, literally, fuck him at all times. He's the most plastic president. That's right. He's yeah. just like <sighs> a rat inside a blown up like. He's a melting candle of feces. I can't. <laughs> yeah, he's a disgusting piss pot of doom. I don't think Clinton had veneers. But veneers weren't popular then. Oh, I think he's had work. I think all, had he, work. Wait, Jeannie, we didn't talk about this. Bill? Yeah, Bill's had it. Bill, Bill likes not the Hillary. Hillary. The Hillary's had, I'm sure she's had a couple Botox. No, she has she not. Has to. That's it. why she wears bangs. She wears a little bit of Botox, so it's not noticeable, and you put bangs on. Phil, wow. it's fine. It's fine. I support her. Wait, but we need to talk about this, Janie, before anything else. I want to talk about the Mm. surgical eyebrow lift that Ariana Grande had that changed her entire face and makes us all think we have to look surprised all the time. Surgical or non-surgical? Completely surgical. Her eyebrows were taken off her head, moved up to her forehead, and now she has an enormous amount of space between her eyes and her eyebrows. So they cut yes. it off? They cut the eyebrows off and yes. repositioned them? and because them? they cut the muscle for a long time, she couldn't move her eyebrows. So that's why she always looked like, oh, I'm just a little baby singing. Like, that's how you look. Oh, my gosh. Wait, is this, this real, is real? I think so. I think so. I mean, she looks unrecognizable from before. 
And she's 20 she something. Does. This is a young woman. Oh, she had this done like, at like 18. And I think she had it done during Disney Channel. I mean, I, I'm i obsessed with her face. And I and her character was sort of like this ditzy, like young character whose eyes were always up and like always like with it. And then she just evolved that into her head. Wow. I know. Wow, wow, wow. The eyebrows are also a trend, I feel. The whole eyebrow placement yeah. thickness, that's something that recently has come back. It used to be, you know, the Drew Barrymore very thin 90s. Thin. Now it's big and bold and the brow bone is a whole thing. That's a trend. I that's would, a trend. That's yeah. a scam. I would lift my eyebrows up more. <laughs> I would do that. No. I'm not as Ariana Grande, but I would lift. They're at the exact right place where God intended. God that's made true. them that way. Yes. Yes. Identity. But I do like the idea of like looking like you've had a little bit more sleep, especially when I have a toddler who's you know, not napping necessarily. But you know how these celebrities look like they have sleep? They have nonstop nannies who do all the work. That's the number one trick behind all the plastic surgery. It is that they don't raise their kids. I don't think, I don't think I could ever get anything done. I think, you know, I say that now, but I think like, I just, one, I'm cheap. I just, the amount of money this thing costs, it's terrifying. It's just so much money. And then also the risks are really scary. Sue, what would you have done? Oh, uh, for me, I would have my, um, I have like, droopy eyelids i would have those yeah cut off and then i'd have my chin cut off and then i'd have a shit ton of yes, laser stuff yes, done. Yes. i love a laser love yeah. a laser do you feel though that like you your personality your you-ness is tied into how you look or you don't feel that way not really interesting you know do you yeah i do like i feel like i wouldn't feel like myself if i suddenly looked if i had a different face but it's also, Janie, I think it's, and not to put words in your mouth, but I think there's also a Jewishness mm-hmm. attached to it. Like Jewish women mm-hmm. and Jewish people, were, our, our noses are very symbolic of our families and they're very identifiable and they're very cultural. And you see another actress who might have a similar nose in yours and then you find out she's Jewish and it's like this community feeling and also the feeling that there's the whole <laughs> years and Agreed. years of trauma to generations of not having enough Jewish people. That's right. I think that there's something and about that. And it does that. feel like we are a people who have survived by not assimilating when forced and it feels like a mm. bit of a betrayal to say like... I want to take that part off. Exactly. And yeah, I think we take Barbara Streisand for granted. That oh, she yeah. was able wow. to be the person she is with the natural nose. I think it's completely pivotal and yeah. I think a lot of people, like even my aunt in that time that was uh, identity, she she told me like her her nose was too Jewish, so that's why she got a nose job. And it's just really sad because I love that whole part of my family. That whole Jewish part of my family is so important. And like, but, you know, I was growing up thinking my nose looked too Jewish too, but I don't know, like as I've gotten older, I've just gone like, well, this is who I am. And if I took that away, I would take away so much of my family. I don't know. As a, as a shiksa, I've often felt like I... On the inside, I'm completely different from who I am on the outside. Like, I don't feel like those two are a match. I like that. But it's not always good. I often feel, like, invisible. Or, like, when I was younger, I would often feel invisible. So, yeah, I I feel like they're two different parts. Yeah, and that can be very jarring, too, as a child. And as a young woman, you're like, no one sees the real me. No, there there is something about the Jewish schnoz that I have that people are like, oh, they figure you out right away. <laughs> right. I've got your that's number nice. and you celebrate Hanukkah. But also Christmas, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. Then you fit right in. You have an identity. Good. I know we've had people say that the Kardashians have taken aspects, you know, monetized natural, the way people look, which is really upsetting. But I'm also curious how, how we, you know, have natural Jewish looks, how they would feel no i 100 percent. i'm curious about that i think we grew up 
we knew about um, Asian eyelid surgeries and that was proliferating. And then I think this is a new wave of that conversation that needs to be had about all, all of this. I just think it's all such a valid conversation. Mm, we're not having. Every single group of people in some way is are told that, no, you should like th- look like this other group of yes. people or to be successful yes. in this country, you have to have this look or we all hate that we're naturally born like this and look at how successful and lovely this other person is that they changed everything about them. Like that's that's the thing too, Janie, that we were saying with like these Instagram pictures is that not only are you making these adjustments and changes in your face shape, your bodies, whatever, they are then showing off in a sense of now look how much better I am as a person, as a mom, as a partner. Look at how I'm thriving in life better than you because I've had these things done. A hundred percent. And the myth sometimes feels they say, I did this for me. I did this for me. And sometimes, sure, sometimes I don't think they do that for them. I think they do it for the male gaze. I think it is catering totally. to like fitting the model of a porn star. I just don't always or, buy that. And it's the attention. It's a lot of and the attention. Then I'll get a lot of likes. I'll get a lot of sympathy if I post this picture of myself pre and then post. And I think I kind of like not getting I men don't really look at me and I like it. I prefer oh, that. I agree. Love you know? it. Same. Same. Right? It's yeah. this invisibility cloak. It. It's a superpower okay. when you aren't like you obviously at times it is frustrating when you realize that, especially like I'm dating and I'm like, oh my God, I can't compete with people who are surface level on these apps because of how they look and you can't break through the the first you know, image. The yeah. ideas people first image. But in terms of walking down the street, I feel like I get to judge these dudes they are nicer to me when I look nice that is a fact Mm. they're like but it is a not respect it is disrespect it is based on a belief about like my lack of worth for who I am and so when I get to walk around and I purposefully do look like shit it's like saying fuck you I am not playing the game yeah and I hate all that that. and fuck men you know yeah I know I know yeah exactly (laughs) And smash the patriarchy yeah, down no, the patriarchy, no. of course. Exactly, exactly. How about, um, though, if I be totally honest, when I don't put a stitch of makeup on and I have like a big honking zit on my chin and then I run into somebody I want to talk to and I'm like, are they just staring at my zit? Like I do, though, feel <laughs> like, like I just don't, I am still vain in the fact that I don't want to have something distracting hanging off my face. You know, like, so that too, so, it's all a part of it. It's society. It's always making, it's the, it's the easiest thing to grasp. It's like looks are so truly unimportant in the real basis of evolution these days, but it's this like artifact of just the shorthand of how to judge people where you can, it's just the easiest thing where our own anxieties go and where our judgments of other people go. It's a mess. It's a mess, but then I'd rather we all just like stop playing the game. I was just going to wrap it up and, um, ask Janie if she has any key takeaways for us on how we can spot plastic mm. surgery scams mm. um, and the trends that are happening. Well, I would say if you ever are noting that you are feeling a lack of confidence or comparing yourself, there are really good Instagram accounts to follow like celebrities before and after and celebrity plastic surgery. Just inundate your feed with those because they are actually very, it, it's good mm. for your soul to see <laughs> the work instead of just seeing the after image. Yes. I would say, mm. um, If it is something that you do want to get, like, don't feel, I guess, a shame around that either. I, I worry sometimes that I can come across like judging. And one time a guy who 
I posted about a hair transplant and a guy um, said I was doing the equivalent of fat shaming, but for mm-hmm, men, and mm-hmm. I was like, mm. I can see how they would feel that way. I, yes, I do because it's, totally, it's not in their control. And if hair chains or adjustments, like it also happens with age. I, I think that there's so much more weighted in that field and nobody gives them any credit or lets them have sensitivity to it. It's either like suck yeah, it up the hair thing is or move on. Oh, the hair thing's horrible. I feel so bad for the pressure yeah. on hair on men. I mean, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. And women too have like, you know, alopecia and they lose hair and it's awful. It's very sad. Um, but I would say, don't listen to people like me. If you feel like, <laughs> you know, a person like me is judging you, just get it. I like, who am I? And in terms of spotting work, if it looks too good to be real, it's not real. It just isn't. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. This was so fun. I wanted to hear about your scam though. Okay. So this scam is by this plastic surgeon couple. It's a husband and wife, David Morrow and his wife, Linda Morrow. So these people were plastic surgeons in Rancho Mirage in California. And they were, they fled to Israel. Now, what's so interesting. Oh, I read about yeah, that. I love them. I mean, they're bad, but I love them. So while they were in Israel in 2017, the judge sentenced Morrow, the husband, in absentia to 240 months of federal prison for running a scheme that duped health insurance companies into paying tens of millions of dollars for cosmetic procedures with false claims that procedures being performed were medically necessary. So I'm reading all of this from the U.S. Attorney's Um, the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney's Office from the Central District of Florida. It's a wonderful press release. It was like very informed and I was crazy. I was gaga for it. But he basically oversaw a long-running healthcare fraud scheme that conned insurance companies into paying for tens of millions of dollars for unnecessary cosmetic procedures. And then he fled to Israel. He was extradited to serve a 20-year federal prison sentence and it was issued while he was there. Do we know what kind of plastic surgery? Yes. What? So he would tell people, um, I'm going to give you a tummy tuck, but we're going to call it something like an abdominal recti thing that maybe you have when you're pregnant and it's a medical necessity. He basically would take sure. insurance codes that were for medical, medical necessity that insurance companies would pay out if somebody did have a problem, like my BRCA was for preventing breast cancer. So it would, he would write an insurance code similar to that, that my insurance company yeah. covered, but then give somebody just a breast implant. Okay, his wife, Linda Morrow, is facing a 31-count grand jury indictment that charges her with participating in the $50 million scheme run through the Morrow Institute in Rancho Mirage. In separate cases, she faces contempt of court charges for fleeing the United States while free on bond in healthcare fraud. Now, she has done a ton of stuff. So she was the executive director of the Morrow Institute while David Morrow, a dermatologist turned cosmetic surgeon, was the owner. So they oversaw a scheme which submitted millions of dollars in claims for procedures, like I said, that were considered medically necessary, but were tummy tucks, nose jobs, and breast augmentations. In some cases, patients went, this is upsetting, in some cases, patients underwent procedures that they did not want in exchange for promises that Morrow would perform the cosmetic procedure that they really wanted. So they knew. They were like, I want breast implants. But he's like, I'm going to make this a breast restructuring, surfacing that we can get yeah. covered for. So, but the problem is, in other cases, Morrow performed procedures on certain patients who had not given informed consent, which resulted in ongoing medical problems or mm. disfigurement. And so that's incredibly upsetting. And in one case, he 
it showed that Morrow had paid a patient for undergoing surgeries that were billed to insurance. So basically, he would get paid by the insurance company millions of dollars, and then he paid out that patient to be his guinea pig so that then he could get paid. Here's the thing. I think insurance fraud is a good scam. I know. That's the thing. So I don't like these people that are harmed, but also I don't care about insurance companies. Okay. Authorities believe that Morrow's fled in May 2017 prior to becoming fugitives. They filed to report court officials, among other things, the sale of their $9.45 million Beverly Hills home. Prior to fleeing Israel, they transferred more than $4 million to an Israeli bank and using the name of third parties. They also got fraudulent Mexican passports with their photos, but other person's names. And then when they went Israel, they applied for an Israeli citizenship with the fraudulent Mexican passports as their names. Love. I think that's great. Then they were arrested in Israel, but they no longer had the fraudulent Mexican identities. They had different identities that were Guatemalan passports. (laughs) So she, Linda Morrow has changed her name, said her name was Hannah. And even when she got arrested, she just kept going with it. The court documents Mm -hmm. show that the FBI agents have determined that the Morrows each used an Israeli attorney and others in Israel in an attempt to launder more than $2 million in Israel. Um, he, Mara was transported from Israel by the U.S. States Marshal Service. And this was a whole case was conducted with the FBI, IRS, criminal investigation, California Department of Insurance, and then also Israeli National Police, FBI legal attaches in Jerusalem, Mexico City, Guatemala. It just goes on and on. These people were just hunted for. And if if they had never harmed any patient, I'd be like, what funny con artists those guys are. <laughs> but I, I'm sad for the people that might have, you know, been victims of this, the patients. Yeah, it seems like their idea was to be like, let's fuck the yeah. insurance companies, which yes. I'm on board for. But it became a little convoluted and they or, fucked the patients, which I don't like. And also, I think that there's like no surgeries without risk. So they could have done something and just naturally had risk like you do in surgery. But then you can't follow that up or get any help from the patient because they've lied from the get-go. So if the patient's in online from the get-go and they're in and online from the get-go, you can't then get a reconstruction surgery to adjust the breast implant because they thought you were getting a breast mastectomy. Like you can't. I don't think the lies can last really. It has to be the perfect surgery, the perfect procedure, and then never see them again. Amazing that they gambled so big. I mean, it's also one thing to like here and there do a little fraud. This was like (laughs) a huge, of course, they're going to get found out. What do they think? Like this people? That's crazy. That's what's so intense to so many people. And it was a $50 million scheme. This wasn't a couple of was $50 million. And Also, if you look at him online, you can tell he's had plenty of work done. Like he looks very relaxed and calm for being somebody who's getting, you know, his (laughs) jail photo taken. Wow. I just thought it was so interesting because I was really on board. I was like, yes, like insurance companies are so invasive and they're so aggressive. And I remember working for a um, physical therapy office when I was in New York City for the first time and they would not allow patients to get more help even though they needed it and their back needed it. And I remember arguing with insurance companies that this person is in pain. They need more help. They need visits. And having to plead with people on the phone, like that's so upsetting. But then again, I don't think that you should mangle your patients. But it sounds like this didn't benefit the patients. It just benefited him. If it were like a kickback where it's like, let's build this, it's going to be cheaper for you. But it sounds like he was just pocketing all the change. Do you guys think it's a good scam or no? I say no. I say this had this had too many trails. Oh, yeah, I don't care. The trails are just because he's dumb. But I think it's a good scam besides 
the fact that he was cutting people open. <laughs> right. The insurance fraud, who cares? Now, let me ask you this. Like, if you knew this guy was doing this, if he was someone that you knew of, would you report him? Like, do you get into this shit if you find out that there's a scam going on? Maybe you're not involved in. I you tried report to report it? one. I was. I tried to, but also it seemed that the patients didn't really care. I was at a separate a separate really? office when I was in New York City. I've, I've worked at like, my dad's a physical therapist, which I've said before, and I've worked at like five different physical therapy offices. So one of the offices, I thought that the lead guy was upcharging his patients. He was, you know, reporting stuff to insurance company. It was just very shady. And so I tried to sort of have a conversation with one of the patients and she was like, oh, I don't care. I just want him to see me. Like, I don't care what it costs. They were like millionaire patients. So the patient actually didn't care if he made more money or not on her treatment. So I, I kind of was like feeling the waters there. Like, should we report this guy? Like, don't you think it's kind of odd? She's like, I don't care. I'll just give him my money. I just want to make sure he sees me on Tuesday when I want to see him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. never mind. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Jane. you for having me. This was great. Keep on keeping on. This is the real, this is the real content we need. Okay, great. Thank you. And thank you so much, Kate. Producer Kate listening in. It was so nice to see your face. Hi. Good to see you in a cabin. Kate's in a cabin, guys. Living her best life. Oh, good <sighs> for her. Gorgeous. I know. Actually, her face looks great. So. It does. You. She leaves New York City and her skin starts amazing. glowing. Maybe she's had some work Maybe. done. I don't know. It's her, it's her, it's Maybe. her story to tell. Um, and thank you listeners for being amazing. And if you guys have any plastic mm-hmm. surgery scams you want to talk about, you can always email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com. And you can call us on our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call, which is 347-509-9414. Yeah. And you, if you want to check out our Patreon, our back episodes, everything, you can check out scamwellpodcast.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Janie. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.